Welcome back to the Evidence for Faith podcast with Michael Lane. If you're enjoying our content and would like to help us keep making more episodes on this podcast, you can become a donor at evidenceforfaith.org slash give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org slash give. And while you're on the website, make sure to check out some of the other things we got going on, like our specialty programs. We've got one in marine biology, which is an entire marine biology course down in the Florida Keys. And it's great for students ages 14 and up. We also have our biblical archaeology tour in Israel with archaeologists Dr. Stephen Notley. That's coming up very, very soon. So make sure to check those out. And we also have our bookings calendar open. So if you're looking for a speaker to come speak at your event, church, group, school, whatever it may be, make sure to get in your request in right away. And finally, if you have enjoyed a particular series on this podcast, or you want to go back and look at a particular episode, our courses page has every single series we've ever done on the podcast nicely organized in its own course page. And sometimes there's a few extra little downloads and things you can use if you want to go back and study a particular series or share it with a friend or a family. All these links are going to be down in the description if you want to refer back to them after you're done listening to today's episode. And with that, thanks for being here and I'll let Michael take it away. Hi, welcome to Evidence for Faith as we continue our study on the armor of God. As you can see, I'm not dressed in my Sunday best. Actually, I sort of like this. Um, I feel like just wearing this all the time because it's so comfortable and everything, being able to wear uh, this breastplate and I got the belt. But as we've been going through the different things here, as we've studied this passage, this paragraph in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter six, which again, this was written to Christians and that's gonna be very important again as we look at this piece. You see, each piece, what we've been doing, it's taking a look at each individual piece that Paul tells us about. And again, he's writing this under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and he's describing things. We've talked about like the belt of truth. We've talked about the breastplate of righteousness, like the breastplate of holy living. We've talked about the shield of faith. Um, and, and now we're coming into with what well, we've also talked about the shoes, the gospel of peace. But now we're coming into, and it's what we've been doing, is focusing on each piece and describing how it works in, in just what Paul was constantly seeing because he grew up with these Romans all around him and he has always seen them. And as he is describing spiritual warfare using the armor that the Romans have, because everybody could see this, it was so easy for them to be able to understand all this. But today, we don't normally walk around with these kind of outfits and, and talk about these kind of pieces of warfare. And so we've sort of lost some of the meaning of a lot of these things. So that's why we're focusing on the meanings of these, but not just the meanings themselves. Then it's how do we apply these pieces of armor and weaponry that God has given us to survive each day when we go out into the world, wherever we go to, to fight spiritual battles against Satan and his minions that come after us. And as we're doing in each one of these lessons, where again, we're gonna read the whole paragraph and it is a paragraph, chapter six. Um, this is a paragraph in the most ancient manuscripts, chapter six, verses 10 through 20, one paragraph. And again, you'll see as we continue with this, why this is so important that I keep focusing that this is one paragraph, because all of this pertains to the spiritual warfare that we're going through. So taking a look in Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 20. Again, let's read through this and we'll come to the part then that we're gonna be talking about today, the helmet of salvation. 
So it says in Scripture, we read, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against rulers, uh, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So there's our paragraph. Now, as we're looking at these different pieces of armory and weaponry that God has given us to our disposal, as I said, this piece here that we're talking about in this lesson is the helmet of salvation. And as we get into this, this heavy piece of, of um, metal, and what we have up here on top is horse hair that's been stained um, with different colors, with different units and stuff. But the helmet of salvation, you can see, it's quite a helmet. It's quite a heavy piece. And this goes back to Ephesians chapter 6 that we just read, but verse 17, where the first part of that verse says, take the helmet of salvation. So the helmet is called the helmet of salvation. And you can see how the helmet is put together. There's a visor, there's cheek guards, there's the crown itself, and there's this nape that protects the back of the neck. Now, some Roman helmets were made like the breastplate. Some people's helmets were just made of leather. They weren't made of metal like this one here. This would be like an officer's. Um, a uh, like a general or something is what we have here with this one that I'm holding and, and we'll be putting on in just a few moments. But um, the early soldiers and the ones coming into uh, the legions and stuff like this or mercenaries didn't always have metal ones. And sometimes what they wore were leather caps. They had leather uh, pieces. But having a, a metal one that was beaten out of metal with cheek protectors and stuff. This was greatly superior to just having a leather cap because if a sword came down upon a leather cap, it can do a lot of damage and still crush your skull or whatever, where having a metal one gives you a lot more protection. So that's how this thing was put together and they would wear these. They are heavy. Um, there, it, it was something that's obvious to wear this helmet in battle because you're going against, we've talked about, you know, arrows flying. There's also sling stones. And in this time, back in ancient history, a lot of slingers were out there with stones. You know the story of David and Goliath? Well, slingers were even used during the time of the Romans. And stones flying through the air can easily uh, make a person have a concussion or even kill a person. So stones uh, from slings were a very vital 
uh, weapon also that the enemy would use. And this gives you more protection from things like this. So a blow to the head, a blow from a sword or something, um, or a stone bouncing off, this gives you much more protection than you have just wearing a, um, a leather cap. Like when football um, started, that's the American football in this country, what they started was wearing uh, when it all began were just leather caps. Now, you know, of course, we, they wear the helmets with guards on them and everything. Well, the Romans have the same thing. Having something like this is much superior to just wearing a leather thing. Now, again, why did Paul call all these things certain certain um, protections that, uh, or certain items, the names that he gave them. For instance, why did he call the shield the shield of faith? Why did he call the breastplate the breastplate of holy living? As we've looked at these things with all of the different pieces, it makes sense in seeing how the Holy Spirit told Paul to put these, uh, uh, to assign these things. The helmet of salvation uh, is, is something, again, that is often not thought of necessarily um, in the way that we would think today, like we would think, oh, the hell and salvation has got to be the most important part, but it's not. Notice all these other pieces came first. So the helmet of salvation is a little bit further down the list, which now that sounds a little strange to us a lot of times. And to be honest, as I've mentioned before in previous lessons, I've sat through some sermons and read through some commentaries and even some pamphlets that talk about uh, the different parts of the armor of God. And they don't have things correctly identified and described. And so let's get this straight. What is the helmet of salvation? Why did Paul, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, call the helmet salvation? I mean, why didn't he call the breastplate salvation? Why didn't he call the shoes salvation? No, he calls the helmet of salvation. So what does this mean? Well, again, to explain it, let me tell you what it's not. What it is not. This is not us becoming a new Christian. The helmet, and I've heard that preached many times, that this is talking about a person now becoming a Christian. That is erroneous. That is not correct. Paul is writing all of this to a Christian church. These people are already Christians. So they're already saved. So he's not saying, now go out and get saved again by putting this on. For instance, if you put it on, that's something that you're doing. Where salvation is done by grace from God through Jesus Christ, uh, through our faith. It's not something we go out and earn, like a Roman soldier would have to work a while to be able to pay for one. It's, it's not that at all. That's not what this is talking about. It's not referring to becoming a new Christian. Because if you did, that would be something that you have to earn to get your salvation. You understand this. It is not you going out and getting your salvation that you do this. That's not what this thing represents. No. So, um, and as I said, this was written to Christians. They're already saved. So that's not what this is. And I'm making a big deal of this because I've heard this so many times from the pulpit or from Sunday school teachers teaching that, and it's not correct. So what does it mean? Well, to understand this, let's go back and what this is all about. We're fighting spiritual warfare. Satan has got his weapons. He's got his minions out there, and he's trying to hurt us. He's trying to damage us. He's trying to bring us down, get us off our feet so he can can and can kill us that's what his whole motive is is he wants to do us bad all the time he wants to hurt us in every single way so satan is going to go striking at us now what does he use to strike at us and everything has to do um, with the type of weaponry here that we can protect ourselves with one thing that satan will often yield is a sword 
He will come at us with like a sword, glancing a blow off the head with this. If you're just wearing, if you have no helmet on, or if you just have a leather cap, you get a, a glancing blow from a sword on your head. That's going to hurt a lot. But we instead are given this. So let me explain to you how this works and how we can use this in our weaponry. So having your helmet on and going into battle and stuff like this, this is going to give you a lot more protection when Satan comes along with his sword to do damage to you. Now, he wields, if you think about the way that he attacks us, it's basically like a two-edged sword. I have here a double-edged sword. And he sort of comes to us. And the double-edged sword, what I mean by that, if you're not familiar, there's an edge on both sides. Uh, it's sharp on both sides, why it's the pointy end. But it's sharp on both ends. And this is what he comes at and attacks us with. The thing is, what he's using in this weapon, and this is how Satan attacks us many times, is he comes after us with this sword. And one side of this sword is like named discouragement. And the other side, the other side of the blade is like doubt. So Satan uses discouragement and doubt as he attacks us. That's how he comes after us. And this helmet of salvation is going to be so important to combat those two weapons that Satan uses. Now, first of all, let's talk about discouragement, as we just mentioned. As he comes at us with discouragement, with this weapon here to do his damage, he's trying to strike at our head. Because it's discouragement. Discouragement, he's trying to discourage what we think. You know, your lungs and stuff, That's uh, discouragement's not going to bother them. But your mind can be attacked this way. So he comes at us with this weapon and tries to attack our mind. And that's how Satan many times will try to bring Christians down. He swings at this, this discouragement, the sword of discouragement, he swings at us. And what I mean by all this is this. He's trying to remind you of your failures, of your sins from the past. Um, it could be discouragement from a health issue you're having, maybe cancer or maybe some other disease that he attacks you with. And he'll come at you and attack your mind and try and get you discouraged. Anything negative, that's what he comes at you with. Satan will many times attack us, aiming for our minds with discouragement, something negative to, to start to bring us down. And if he can use that, effectively and get the Christian to start thinking about his past sins or start being discouraged like, oh, I remember when I was really healthy and used to do this, I can't do this anymore, or, or this disease is ravaging my body, or I've, I've tried to do this and I failed, he starts to win. And we don't want that to happen. That's how he attacks us with discouragement. That's what this weapon is. And Christians who are not wearing their helmet, when you are not wearing your helmet and you get hit by discouragement, you start to lose confidence in your faith. You start to lose confidence in God. That's what happens to Christians. Remember, we're talking to, about Christians. This was written to Christians. That's what we're talking about. The other side of the sword is doubt. Doubt is another way Satan will many times bring us down or attempt to bring us down. He'll swing this at this and he'll try and strike at our minds again with these doubts. Doubts of what? Doubts of the truth that God has given us in his word. He will get us to start to doubt scripture. And I'm telling you, that is what's going on in this country today and in many places of the world where people are now doubting the truth of what God says or doubting the promises that God made or what God has said on how we're supposed to live. We're starting to yield to these doubts in the Christian church. And by doing so, we're letting Satan start to win battles. 
and we need to stop doing that. Doubting God's truth, doubting your salvation even. How many times I've had people, high school students, college students, and even adults who come up and, and questioning their salvation uh, simply because they started doubting. They're not wearing their armor, and they got struck in the head by Satan with his sword, and it causes us to doubt. These two edges work together, hand in hand, and are so effective as bringing a Christian down if we're not wearing this helmet. It's so important to wear this helmet of salvation, that we have security in our salvation, that we know that we are saved, that we aren't going to listen to Satan being attacking us and stuff with these doubts. By the way, let me tell you something else I learned when I was writing this series a number of years ago. I just so happened to be teaching uh, a college class on salvation. Now, it's interesting. We're talking about the helmet of salvation. I was teaching this when I ordered this helmet. I got this helmet in the mail at the same time I was writing this, and I noticed something. As I said, the, the helmet is made of three parts. You have the crest. That's this funny part up here. You have the crowned the crown itself, the bowl like that's protecting your skull, and then there's guards. There's a guard, a cheat guard here, and there's a guard on the nape of the back of the neck. But I noticed it came in three pieces. As I took this out of the box, and it was covered in grease and stuff, and I started cleaning this thing up. I'm sitting here, and so I'm cleaning it, and I noticed, wow, there's three parts to this helmet. Yet I was, at the same time, writing a lesson on salvation. And for those of you who don't know, just in theology and doctrine here, salvation is also in three parts. When you study scripture, when you study doctrine, salvation, theologians will tell you, salvation is based in three parts. First of all, there's justification. The moment we accept God, uh, accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and made right with God because of the sacrifice Jesus did. That's called justification because we, made ju we have been justified in God's eyes um, by Christ's atonement, by his uh, sacrificial death for us. We are now justified. So we, once you become a Christian, that's, you know, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we have that aspect. And that's called justification. But just because you're saved doesn't mean that's all of salvation. There's another part to salvation a lot of times we don't think about as much. And that is called uh, sanctification. The second part of salvation, sanctification. Sanctification is how we live our life in growing through God's grace. And uh, it, it has to do with the effect that we have in, in uh, the world that we're still here. Until God takes us home we, and we get to a different stage, we are going through sanctification. We are being transformed or metamorphosized, if you will, because that's actually the Greek word that Paul uses to describe this. We're being transformed to be more and more like Christ. That's part of our salvation. We become saved, but then it's spiritual growth. It's too bad. Many Christians sort of stay in the baby stage and never really grow up much. It's because their sanctification is just not going. Uh, it's not growing. They're not being transformed. God wants to transform us more and more into the likeness of his son. That's sanctification, and that's what goes on while we're still living here in Satan's kingdom where all these battles are taking place. But there's a third part to salvation, and this is the part I like the best, because this is what we call in theology, it's called glorification. Glorification, that's what's yet to come when we become like Jesus, when we no longer sin, we no longer get sick, there's, there's no death, there's no pain, there's no suffering. We are in that stage. When we leave this earth and we go to the, the glorification where Jesus is now, that aspect of our salvation, glorification. I just found it so interesting that salvation is in three parts and 
the helmet. The Roman helmet that Paul is describing is also. So the helmet of salvation is absolute confidence. Absolute confidence in the power of God in saving us through his grace. It is the assurance that we have of eternal life. And it leaves no room for doubt. Satan's weapon has no room. If we keep this on and we are assured of our salvation, we are assured of his grace, we are assured of eternal life, we, we don't have to fear. This protects us and protects our mind. So that's how the, uh, in this weaponry that we have, why this helmet of salvation, as it's so-called, is so important for us to wear, or to wear and why it's called the salvation. It's protecting your mind. You are, if you're born again, you are saved. And you are having your name written in the Bland's Book of Life. And the thing is, you can rest assured in that you have eternal life. And we should. One, I'll challenge you with something I did, started many, many years ago. Every New Year's, when we come to the end of a year, like December 31st, we go into January, I usually take some time and I sit down and I do an inventory. Am I a little bit more like Christ than I was the year before? And after I've gone through a whole year, is my spiritual life stronger than it was the year before? Because if, if, if I say, if I sit down and I say, well, actually it's not, I've regressed. Well, guess what? That problem didn't come from God. It's because I'm not wearing this armor properly. I challenge you to do something like this. Take evaluation. Is your life this year better than it was last year in your spiritual growth? in your spiritual life? Are you walking closer with him? Are you wearing the helmet of salvation? Are you using the weapons that he's given us? That's what I wanna leave you with on this. So, hope you join us in our next lesson when we get into the sword of spirit. But until then, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you to our donors who make this program possible. Evidence for Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry based in the USA. You can support this broadcast by donating online using the links in the description. And don't forget to leave us a comment, a review, likes, and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.